Thank you for joining me for another episode of I'd Rather Be Dead Than Dope Sick. <clears throat> Man, I've been in bed all day. Well, all day as if it's only almost one. But I keep dozing off. Um, I was just like wiped out. Uh, my eyes burn. I'm so tired. So... I don't know. I'm just going to stay in bed today, but, um, yeah, it's raining earlier. It's not now. Um, I had a horrible dream last night, and, um, it was graphic. I don't dream a lot, but when I do, it, it's usually because, uh, it has some spiritual significance or it's a God dream or I just, yeah, um, God's trying to warn me or something. I mean, it's not just some random weird dream. I don't know why that I never remember my other dreams because I know I've got a dream, you know, in the night. But yeah, so last night, um, I had a dream about one of my friends and it was crazy because um, I don't know where we were and but we were indoors and I don't know if it was a store or I don't know because my friend was facing me but he wasn't looking at me he was like looking at something like on a shelf or I don't know. That's why I thought maybe it was a store. I don't know. But just, um, uh, I don't know, looking at something. And this guy walks in from behind him, and he just looks off. Like, um, I just knew that something was not, you know, kosher about the guy. (laughs) I don't know. And... I don't know. I don't I can't remember if we exchanged words or what, but I told my friend about this guy like, "Hey, look out. This, you know, I don't even remember what I said, but I was warning him, watch out. This guy, you know, he's behind you, whatever." Oh, I forgot to put my uh, lid on my Berkey. Um and he uh he ignored I mean, not ignored what I said, but he was just like, eh. Like, he kind of has that kind of personality sometimes. <laughs> like, like, oh, all right, whatever. Like, like it's no big deal. Um, um, and I was like, hey, you know, like, you know, I mean, I don't remember what I said, but I just know that I was, like, trying to get his attention. Like, dude, watch out for this guy. And, and, um, and my friend didn't pay attention. Um, and the guy went over to, like, a a shelf and grabbed a, um, a box cutter. I just walked up to my friend behind him and slit his throat. 
And I just remember seeing my friend's face and then he just dropped. And the weird thing is that I just like walked over to the guy and I was like, this is weird, but I'm like, I love you. (laughs) I was like, but not like, like I was just showing him love. That was just so weird. And I'm like, but you're going to have to leave because I'm going to call the police. (laughs) Like, and, um, and so I like show him to the door and he looks kind of upset, but I'm just trying to get him out outside. And he walk, he goes outside and I'm trying to close the door and the door's not shutting all the way, but it closed enough to where I could put like a lock that goes across, like I could close it. Um, there was two like lock things, like, I don't know what you call them, like, um, the kind that you slide across, and, um, and I just closed that, and then I went back inside to go check on my friend and call 911, and then I woke up, and I didn't wake up afraid, I didn't wake up freaked out, it was just like, that is so weird, that dream, like, I just was like, wow, that was crazy, you know, it wasn't like, um, you know, because, like, when I have, like, a, a real demonic dream, I might wake up, like, all, you know, um, like, scared, like, fear, you know, and then I realize where I'm at, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I rebuked that in the name of Jesus, but this wasn't even that, this was just like, I just woke up, and I was like, what was that about, so when I woke up, I set my alarm for five, because I wanted time to pray, and and spend some time with the Lord before I had um, this, I guess, an interview at eight. So, um, so I just rolled out of bed and I went to the prayer closet and I was like, Lord, what in the world does that dream mean? And um, so this is what I wrote um, after, because I just kept praying. I was like, Lord, what? Oh my gosh, this is weird. So, um, uh, okay, so I wrote, last night I had a horrible dream. It was terrible, but I didn't wake up in fear. It was very matter of fact. It was graphic in a way, but not bloody. My dream, I'm not sure exactly where I was, but I was inside, indoors. Maybe it was in a store, not sure. Um, I didn't see uh, any products anywhere, but my friend was there. 
looking at something. I couldn't see what he was looking at. And then this guy comes in, he looked off, and it was like he was coming after for my after my friend for my friend. Um I warned my friend, well, I'm just not saying his name, that he, the guy was behind him and nonchalantly he just kind of shrugged it off. Um he didn't even turn around to look at the guy. I tried again to warn him, but he was too busy looking at whatever he was looking at, and the guy grabbed a box cutter from the shelf and came up from behind him and slit his throat. I didn't see blood, I just saw his fa- my friend's face, and I saw him collapse. The weird thing is that I went up to the guy, and I had compassion for him. Um, the guy seemed like he was shook up. Uh, and I told him... Well, I didn't write it here, but I wrote at the end. Like, I was like, I love you. But um, I told him that it would, um, it would be okay and that he just, he had to leave because I was going to call the police. I guided him to the door. Once he was outside, I tried to close the door. When it shut all the way, I used the locks, but the door was still open. I, there was a big space between the, the wall and the door, but... um. um so I, but I closed the best I could, and I ran back to call 911 and to check on my friend. Then I woke up. After praying this morning, I feel like the dream has two separate meanings. Um, first was I was trying to warn my friend of the upcoming violence coming, and he's still nonchalant about his life and his sin. Um, he, okay, the enemy is, and sin is going to destroy him if he does not wake up, pay attention, and repent, and that's all I wrote, like, I just felt like it was just, like, an urgency that, um, my friend needs to, like, and it's crazy, because he, I sent this to him, and he was like, wow, that's not good, but he's like, I'm surprised that I'm, uh, like, he was surprised that he, in the dream that he was surprised, like, I don't know, um, I haven't talked to him yet, because he's at work, and, but I was thinking, like, well, because I've shared the gospel with him so many times, or just, like, and, I think it's just his personality. He doesn't show any emotion or anything. and But he seems to just be like, whatever. Like, he thinks that he's fine. And he is... He doesn't believe in heaven or hell. Or maybe, I don't know if he does. But he doesn't believe that he's going to hell. Because... Well, he thinks that um, he's a good person. And he thinks that, like, this is what I thought, too. Like, I mean, well, I wasn't really a good person. So, (laughs) I mean, when I was, you know, uh, yeah, when I was in the gang. and well, Well, there's no one righteous, not one, you know. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Um, but, you know, in our own righteousness, 
goodness, we can think like, well, you know, I'm a good person or whatever. But um, before I was in the gang, like when I was Catholic, when I was a kid and I was like, you know, I'm I was like, you know, I'm I'm going to go to hell and I'm going to earn my way there or whatever. Um, I'm going to make it worth it. But then I was like, what a jerk God is if he's going to send me to hell. Like, I'm not that bad. (laughs) And I think that's kind of what my friend thinks. And, um, but it's just not realizing the holiness of God. Like, that God is perfect and holy and righteous and the great judge and he can't allow sin into his presence like we would just come apart molecule by molecule like I don't think anybody really I don't even think I know really the holiness of God like the the just awesomeness and I don't know because people don't preach holiness anymore or the fear of God, you know? So anyways, um, and then the second part of the dream or symbolized, um, was for me, I believe. And the man, the guy, the, the, the bad guy symbolized sin or the enemy coming to kill, steal, and destroy. And instead of me killing it, instead I coddled it and tried to gently push it out of the door instead of violently violently slamming the door shut behind it. And I put, I have been treating cigarettes like that. I haven't completely shut the door and I have been treating my sin as if it's my friend. I even told the guy, I love you. Well, that's in the dream. When I told him everything would be okay, I need to repent and shut the door for good. Otherwise, there will be consequences. I need to treat cigarettes slash sin. Cigarettes are sin to me right now. Um, As the enemy, as it is... Oh, treat cigarettes or, or sin as the enemy that it is. Um, otherwise it will destroy me. I must be violent against it. So yeah, that's what, um, I got the message. Like, I was just, um, I feel I believe, yeah, well, I think that the reason why I feel so crummy today is because, well, I only smoked two cigarettes yesterday, but it doesn't matter how many. It's just like, I think that like, it's just obviously not good for me, (laughs) but, um, like, I just feel really bad, but then again, my neighbor said he thought he was getting sick, too, um, and his boyfriend, um, because they were, like, I don't know, his boyfriend was sick, um, and, uh, so I don't know, I don't know, um, but, uh, I, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't feel sick. I just, I'm tired. But regardless, anyways, um, so I was just, 
yeah, thinking about that, and then, um, I was reading, because I didn't even finish reading what I wanted to read the other day, I don't even remember if that was yesterday or what, about the, um, pursuit of holiness, but I was reading, um, let's see, um, Oh, somebody's by my door. There was this guy that I got on my ring doorbell. Because I never got a package that was delivered to me where they said it was. And he looked really suspicious. And I don't know if I should, like, try and figure out who he is. Or he just looks so suspicious. I showed my neighbor and his boyfriend, like, um... He, like, walks by, and he looks at, like, my neighbor across the way had, like, I think it was a bag of, probably trash, but a bag. And the guy, like, walks by and stops. And you can tell, he, like, stops and looks down at the bag, and then probably realizes it's trash and walks away. And then when I saw him again, he was walking by my place, and he had a something in his hand, but it was down low, so he, like it wouldn't be seen on the on the camera. And then he like looks right into the camera, and like he's like, "Oh no!" Like I don't know, maybe it was just me thinking that, but it just looked really weird. And then um, and then I don't know, um, he just kept walking, but. But I don't know. Anyways, uh, my ring doorbell just went off, but it was my, it was, uh, what? Um, okay, my friend texted me. Uh, okay, so anyways, um, yeah, my neighbor, it was my neighbor across the way, but okay, so. Um, I was reading from Pursuit of Holiness by Jerry Bridges. We must face the fact that we have a personal responsibility for our walk of holiness. One Sunday, our pastor in his sermon said words to this effect. You can put away the habit that has mastered you if you desire to, if you truly desire to do so. Because he was referring to a particular habit that was no problem to me, I quickly agreed with him in my mind. But then the Holy Spirit said to me, and you can put away the sinful habits that plague you if you will accept your personal responsibility for them. (laughs) Acknowledging that I did have this responsibility turned out to be a milestone for me in my own pursuit of holiness. Our, our, okay, well, our third problem, I don't know if I read the other two. Uh, oh, the first problem is that our attitude towards sin is more self-centered than God-centered. I think I read that. Oh, and God wants us to walk in obedience, not victory. Um, oh, no, the second problem is that we have misunderstood living by faith. Um... 
to mean that no effort of holiness is required on our part. In fact, sometimes we have even suggested that any effort on our part is of the flesh. Um, Yeah, like, I guess that we don't have to do anything. It's just going to drop in our lap, which is not. Um, The words of J. J.C. Ryle, Bishop of Liverpool from 1880 to 1900, are instructive to us at this point. Um, It is wise to proclaim in so bald, naked, and unqualified in a way as many do that the holiness of converted people is by faith only and not at all by person. Oh, he's asking. Is it wise to proclaim in so bald, naked, and unqualified a way, as many do, that the holiness of converted people is by faith only and not at all by personal exertion? Is it according to the proportion of God's word? I doubt it. That faith in Christ is the root of all holiness, not well-instructed Christian. No, gosh, I can't even read. No well-instructed Christian will ever think of denying. But surely the scriptures teach us that in following holiness, the true Christian needs needs personal exertion and work as well as faith. Okay, back to where I was. We must face the fact that we have a personal responsibility for our walk of holiness. Oh, I've read that. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Um, Okay, so, yeah. Okay, our third problem is that we do not take some sins seriously. We have mentally categorized sins into that which is unacceptable and that which may be tolerated in a bit uh, tolerated a bit an incident that occurred just as this book was nearing completion illustrates this problem our office was using a mobile home as temporary home office space pending the delayed completion of new facilities because our property is not zoned for mobile homes we were required to obtain a variance permit to occupy the trailer. The permit had to be renewed several times. The last permit renewal expired just as the new facilities were completed, but we had a hard time, but before we had time to move out in an orderly manner. This precipitated a crisis for the department occupying the trailer. At a meeting where this problem was discussed, the question was asked, what difference would it make if we didn't move that department for a few days? Well, that different, what difference would it make? After all, the trailer was tucked behind some hills where no one would see it, and legally, we didn't have to move the trailer, just vacate it. So what difference would it make if we overstayed our limit a few days? Isn't insurance and on obeying the letter of the law nitpicking legalism? But the scripture says it is the little foxes that ruin the vineyards. Song of Songs 2.15 
It is compromise on the little issues that lead to greater downfalls. And so, and who is to say that a little ignoring of civil law is not a serious sin in the sight of God? In commenting on some of the old, uh, some of the more minute Old Testament dietary laws God gave to the children of Israel, Andrew Bonar said, It is not the importance of the thing, but the majesty of the lawgiver that is to be the standard of obedience. Some, indeed, might reckon such minute and arbitrary arbitrary rules as these as trifling. But the principle involved in obedience or disobedience was none other than the same principle which was tried in Eden at the foot of the forbidden tree. It is really this. Is the Lord to be obeyed in all things whatsoever he commands? Is he a holy lawgiver? Are his creatures bound to give implicit assent to his will? Are we willing to call sin, sin, not because it's big or little, but because God forbids it? We cannot categorize sin if we are to live a life of holiness. God will not let us get away with that kind of attitude. These three problems will be addressed in greater detail in subsequent chapters of this book. But before moving on, take time to settle these issues in your heart right now. Will you begin to look at sin as an offense against a holy God instead of as a personal defeat only? Will you begin to take personal responsibility for your sin, realizing that as you do, you must depend on the grace of God? And will you decide to obey God in all areas of your life, however insignificant the issue may be? As we move on, we will first consider the holiness of God, where uh, this is where holiness begins, not with ourselves, but with God. It is only as we see his holiness, his absolute purity and moral hatred of sin that we will be gripped by the awfulness of sin against the holy God. To be gripped by that fact is the first step in our pursuit of holiness. That's pretty hardcore. Um, so, yeah. So, even though, like, I'm like, well, you know, cigarettes, whatever. I mean, I'm not saying cigarettes is a sin, like... To me, it is. Like, I know I'm not supposed to smoke. You know, I'm not... I mean, I could say it's a sin, but it's not like it's in the Bible, like, smoking cigarettes is a sin. But, like, if you just look at it, and it's like, okay, my body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. Should I be smoking when it's, you know damaging my body, I'm not treating myself well, I mean, there's just a lot of things, you know, it's like, um, 
um, does it keep me in bondage? Does it, uh, like, yeah, it, it, it's just bad, all bad, like, <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't need to be focused on it, and I just should stop talking about it, because, and just quit, that's it, but yeah, um, but yeah, I had that dream, so, um, I want to be serious about this, and I, I feel like a idiot just talking about this again, because I've done it again, but, um, I don't know, it is what it is, and I can't continue to bash myself every time I screw up, but, but no, this is, like, serious, like, I, that dream, like, kind of shook me up, um, for my personal life, as well as my friend, because I don't know if it's just symbolizing his spiritual condition or if it's prophetic, like I'm praying that against it, I don't want, you know, something like that to happen, but I think it's, I think it's spiritual. Um, yeah, like, uh, just his, his spiritual condition. And, um, so I'm just praying that he will, like, come to know Jesus, like, seriously cry out to him, and, um, before it's too late, but, uh, it's raining again, I'm waiting for Amazon, and I'm ready to take a nap. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. God bless.